welcome to another season, season three of the Beautifully Broken podcast. I am Lori, and I have a special guest with me today. It is my son, Joshua. Hey, I'm Josh. (laughs) (laughs) He's really excited about doing this today uh, with me. No, he... You are, right? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Josh is my youngest son. He is 21. He'll be 22 in April. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I had a dream last night that my middle son, Zachary, was 40, and I was freaking out because then it was going to make me super old. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but I'm not 70 yet, thankfully. But um, anyways, yeah, uh, I hope everyone is doing well. Uh, I did do a small, like, little mini Christmas season during December, and I thought that was fun. Um, But... I hope everyone enjoys the new music. Josh helped me pick it out. And, um, you know, the first year was very dramatic and sweeping music because that's where I was at. And then last season, uh, Mom and I went through our Surviving Widowhood book, and it was more like folksy, like a a, a journey, right? And so then this year, I'm feeling very uh, French Cafe. Mm, (laughs) My favorite. (laughs) So that's what we're going with. Anyways, Josh, I invited you because it's early in the year. Mm-hmm. We're just in February, and I'm late on this podcast, by the way. I mm-hmm. told them I would be back in January. <laughs> Sometime in January. I didn't make it. I'm so sorry. But I will say, Joshua, even being my youngest son, probably challenges me the most. And this year, right before January 1st, and, and this is so Joshua too, like last minute. Like <laughs> Absolutely. I, <laughs> I remember all your projects, your school projects. You're like, mm-hmm. I have this um, this intense, huge project, and it's due tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not love that about you. no other you. way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, we were in the car, and you mentioned this 360 Not So Hard Thing. Yeah, 365, not so hard. 365, not so hard. Why don't mm-hmm. you explain it for us? What is it? Yeah, so I found this uh, pastor on Instagram. His name, his name is Jonathan Pacluda. Um, and I've been following him for a while, and then he just posted this thing. Um, and it's like, join me in this. And so it's five challenges every single day uh, for the entire year. It's actually 366 days this year with the leap year. Um, but the five challenges are you have to drink half your body weight in fluid ounces of water. You have to read at least one chapter of your Bible every day. Um, you have to spend 15 minutes praying away from technology. You have to exercise. Like have a 15 minute exercise every day. No eating after. And then eight. there's no eating after 8 p.m. That one's been tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tend to always like. I don't know why our meals are always so late. Yeah, speaking of last minute, I've had reservations at like 7:30, and it's just like ah, I got to eat before because it's not going to be out in time. You know? Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, growing up, I had dinner on the table by 5.30. We always ate by 5. But now, now that you guys are all grown and crazy, we're always eating at like 7. <laughs> How does that happen? I don't even know. I miss the college days of eating one meal a day at 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need. Um, so anyways, Josh has challenged me. Was, we were in the car. He's like, hey, uh, we were with 
my daughter Brooke. Yeah. Um, and he's like, hey, I'm doing this thing. You guys want to do this with me? It was like the day before. And I was like, yeah, it sure. Was, it was <laughs> it's neat. like, yeah. So I signed up it for this neat. thing. It's been actually so good mm. because it's like, you know, five clearly marked things that you can do every day. Yeah. And so far, we haven't missed a day. No, we're both still going strong. We are 366, not so hard. <laughs> yeah champions right now which is crazy because i've never stuck to something like this just on the whim so i don't know super cool to see it's definitely affected my life a lot too recently yeah no for sure for sure um so i love that he challenges me in so many ways but it's been really fun to do this together um and the other day we were together I don't, if you know, what are you on? I don't know if anybody does the Enneagrams. Mm -hmm. What are you on an Enneagram? I'm a seven. So he's Mr. Personality, Mr. Mm -hmm. Fun. Mr. Spontaneous. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I don't even know what I am. Don't, don't even try. No, don't even try. No, I think you're a four. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I don't know what I am. I've been... Told a four, a three, a five. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. You're a 10. <laughs> I am a 10. Thank you for recognizing that. Of course. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so I don't even know where we were. Were we doing dog breeding stuff? For what? When we went to Dutch Bros. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We okay. So I don't know if I have new listeners. I breed dogs. I breed Bernadoodles. However... This time around, I was breeding my Bernese Mountain Dog Mm -hmm. with another Bernese Mountain Dog. So, ooh, I'm going to have, that was Joshua. I don't know what you're looking at. Um, I am going to have a litter. We just found out Mm -hmm. she's pregnant. A litter of AKC purebred Bernese Mountain Dog. So if anybody's interested, hit me up. Mm Mm-hmm. Because oh, the, the problem is I'm going to want to keep them all. <laughs> I listen, the Bernadoodles are amazing. They're, they're, they're so great. And I love each one of them. And, uh, but these Bernese mountain dogs, I can already tell it's going to be an issue. Hmm. So anyways, <laughs> you were helping me with that. I think we're yeah. doing like testing for her. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, we decided mm-hmm. on a whim. To go to Dutch Bros. You can't drive by it. <laughs> I mean, the crazy thing is, uh, you work for Dutch Bros. Mm-hmm. Brooke works for Dutch Bros. But mm-hmm. we can't drive past the Dutch Bros without getting one. Yeah. It takes so, so much better when you're not the one doing the work for it. <laughs> yeah. And if people don't know, I mean, Dutch Bros is really like a West Coast. It's mm-hmm. a coffee place. Yeah. They're growing, but yeah. They're growing, yes. But um, I don't know where you're listening from, but they're, they're a coffee place. Mm-hmm. And what's your, what's your go-to drink? Uh, it changes every day, but yeah, our mochas are really good. Peppermint mocha, nothing beats that at any coffee shop. So, <laughs> And Brooke likes a cookie something. Cookie breve. Cookie breve. Caramel jizzle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's soft tops mm-hmm. and things like that. And um, I, I, Tend to go with teas, mm-hmm. so I love a good London fog. They got a lot of stuff. They got a lot of stuff. It's it's yummy. So, anyways, we we pull in. Mm-hmm. Dutch Bros is hugely popular here in Arizona. Yeah, it is. People go crazy for it. They really do. 
and there was a long line. Mm-hmm. And I believe we were driving the beast, my truck. So mm-hmm. it was, I have a large. No, we were car. in my car. We were in my oh, car. Oh, we were in your yeah. car? Small okay. little Toyota Camry. Okay, so we were in the Camry. <laughs> Sorry, I thought my car. Because for some reason, this lady behind us mm-hmm. thought you were taking too much space. Because there's two lanes and it kind of merges up at the front. And then um, me being an expert, this is what I do every day. So I'm looking at the line and I'm going, okay, I got to be in this line to go first, to go next, right? Just yes. take my spot that I own. Um, and the lady behind me disagreed with it, thought I wasn't pulling forward enough or going to the wrong line, something. Um, and so she honked at me. She, <laughs> she honked <laughs> and we looked at each other and yeah. we're like, did she honk at us? I was like, what's going on? It's so like, pull forward a little bit, like just kind of make it really tight. And she like speeds off into the right lane. Like uh, she floored yeah. it to get two inches. Yeah, I was going to say a solid five feet <laughs> forward. Up. And mm-hmm. she's. Shaking her head violently yeah. at us, like very mad, very disgusted, How very <laughs> very angry. So immediately, in my heart, I want to call her. Oh, look at that Karen over there, right? I'm and I'm sorry if your name is Karen. You got a wrong deal in life. I mean, this is terrible. But anyways, I was like, oh, who is who gets that angry? We're having coffee. <laughs> like this nothing. is. Yeah, this is, I mean, she had to wait two seconds. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so the, the girl comes to take our order. And instead of doing my line of thinking, Josh says, hey, um, I'd like to pay for that lady over there. I'd like to pay for her order. So immediately I was like, oh, man, like I've been put to shame. <laughs> Josh <laughs> has just shown me. The errors of my way. How can I, like, and you even said to me, you're like, you just don't know what kind of day this lady's having. And I was Mm. like, oh, my gosh, I've been to church. (laughs) I've been schooled. (laughs) Anyways, so you take it from here. Yeah. uh, So they're like, yeah, that's so nice of you. Like, I told you. And they go go over to, there's two of them taking orders. Um, So the girl that take our that took our order goes over to her car and she's talking with her coworker. Uh, and then she's coming back to like, I'm assuming to get my pay- payment, whatever. Um, and she comes by. Because who doesn't like free coffee? Yeah, absolutely. And she comes by and she says, that lady won't let you pay for her coffee. Like, <laughs> she was seriously angry spice. Very mad. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. What so then they're like, do you want to pay for the people behind you? And of course, <laughs> I would say no. It was meant for her. But Josh is like, yeah, okay. So we've got Angry Spice next to us. Mm-hmm. Josh paid for the people behind us. And yeah, so. They seem super nice. What? They seem super nice. They did yeah. seem super nice. So I'm sure they're confused. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> so we get going and it hits me. Mm-hmm. And I said, Josh, <laughs> because you were saying, who doesn't take, you know. Wait, absolutely. Yeah. Who doesn't take, take the free yeah. stuff, right? So I said, it would be so funny if we bought her like a muffin top because they sell like these chocolate chip mm-hmm. muffin tops at really the good. window uh-huh. and have them <laughs> give, give it, it to her, her. <laughs> which is probably, you know, I'm I would love to say it came out of like a, just a generous heart, but 
at this point, I'm thinking <laughs> she's very, you know, like who doesn't yeah. like free things? No, it's out of spite. We at this point. are going to bless <laughs> this woman no matter what. Yeah. So we, we. Sometimes you just need a chocolate chip off the top. And you'll, you'll be all good to go. You thought it was a good idea. Yeah. So we get to the window. Mm-hmm. And you order the muffin top. To, yeah, the so dude's super nice. So I'm like, here's some cash. Like, because um, I didn't want to put it on my card because I figured, like, what if they don't take it? Then I don't know. Um, then it's already paid for. So I was like, here's some cash. Just give a muffin top to the lady behind us. Um, and then, yeah, and that was that. We kind of drove away. Um, we, we drove and, we, and you pulled around, around the corner and we just kind of sat there for a so few seconds. We're trying to see in the window. Mm hmm. This. What happens when the lady is offered this muffin top? But I happened to notice that the car behind her, <laughs> we totally forgot we paid for those people. They're looking at us and like smiling. Like smiling waving. <laughs> like, Thank you. And I was like, why are these people? Oh, that's right. You paid for them. So yeah. they're like, what is going on? We're laughing. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, we couldn't see. There's a bush in the way. There's a bush in the way. So we just drove off. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, and then I was... Sherlock Holmes here. Right. I had to get to the bottom of it, um, and I was over at the Dutch Bros Warehouse, Dutch Bros West Valley, um, and I saw my old assistant manager um, over at one of my shops, and she now works at the stand that we went to. So I was like, hey, like, did you ever hear about this story um, like of the lady and the muffin top? And she's like, what does the dude at the window look like? So I told her, she's like, I know exactly who it is. So she calls him up, and then... He said that he handed her the muff top. He's like, hey, like the car in front of you said, like, this is for you. <laughs> and then she looked at the muffin top and then like looked down and just shook her head and drove off. <laughs> and didn't take. Didn't take the muffin top. The muffin top. No. She was determined to not have a good day. Yeah. She didn't want nothing from us. No. I'm not sure what we could have done. <laughs> if only there had been like somebody there selling flowers. Yeah. <laughs> they kept going. Because it started washing your car in the middle of the line. <laughs> I mean, anyways, what does this story have to do with anything? I think it's a funny story. But also, I just love the hearts of my kids. Mm-hmm. And I did want Josh to come on here and talk about... A little bit about what it's like being raised by a single parent, because um, you were how old when your dad died? Uh, I was in eighth grade, so probably about thirteen. Mm-hmm. And um, what was it like? I guess with him being sick. Um, I mean, it's hard when you're a kid; like you don't know a ton. But then, also, everyone assumes that when like. Kids hang on to a lot of stuff and they like realize a lot of stuff. And there's a lot of like pictures and like flashbacks that like you just hold on to. Um, and everyone does, but yeah, so it's tough. And there's a lot of like solitude and kind of not knowing your space um, or like where you fit into the world because when like you're hungry and you want to be like, hey, like what's for dinner or whatever. Um, but you look and you're like, oh, my dad's dying. You know, and it's hard to like really try to prioritize like your needs and like figure that out. And instead of just being like, Oh, like the, like they have bigger things than me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting when you get an illness, a terminal illness, it's like death walks in the room mm-hmm. and it's with you 
all the time. Yeah, the entire time. It's like years of just knowing like, hey, this is looming and like this could happen at any time. Yeah. And with his disease being um, closely related to ALS, I feel like everybody knows what ALS Mm -hmm. is. Um, Not so much MSA, but his progression was like so obvious, Um, you know, and he couldn't Mm -hmm. really speak at the end. No. Um, And everything we had to help him with and... I'm sure you were part of helping put his clothes on and mm-hmm. his shoes yeah. and all the things. Um, but you were also, you're 13. That is a tough age. And I do know um, what's hard for me as your mom is knowing that your dad and I were absent for probably four years because uh, we were trying to save him. So, mm-hmm. um, but... Did you notice, because obviously, like, there was grief for mm-hmm. all of us after he died. Yeah, a lot of it. Um, when did you notice, like, oh, I got my mom back? Was there, like, anything that happened where you're like, oh? Um, I'm not sure if there was a specific moment, but definitely right around junior year. Because um, freshman year and sophomore year just really led me into, like, a lot of depression. Um and then there was actually a moment, it was senior year of high school, um, where I opened up to you a lot of like things I was struggling with and like really just told you how my life is going. And yeah. And like, I just remember crying on your bed. Um, hmm. And that's when I was like, okay, it's like the relationship has been restored funnily enough by like telling the truth. And it was hard. Um, but then I was able to like have that relationship and, yeah, and like have an open and honest one where I don't know. That's really when I felt like I got you back, you know? Uh-huh. I think um for any single parents out there that are listening to this and feeling kind of lost and um frustrated with your single parenting because it's seriously an you know, I think you can vouch for how hard mm. it was with your dad sick. Everything that I had to do was super hard. I didn't sleep for two years. But single parenting by far has been the hardest thing that I have ever done. Um, But I will say one of the benefits of single parenting is that my kids and I have a relationship that I would have never had with them had their dad been here. Mm. And I feel like with all four of you, we have a closeness. You each one have a closeness to me um, that wouldn't exist without your dad being gone. Um, so I would say, while yes, I don't recommend single parenting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there, there is a flip side to it. There yeah, is a benefit, absolutely. and um, I think we will always have a closeness because of you know we went to battle together and. Um, you know, we rely on each other. Um, we were talking about this a little bit before we started podcasting, but I know as a single mom, I I heard all the statistics of all the horrible things when there's not a dad in the house. Mm-hmm. And I know that, um, like for us, we couldn't stop <laughs> not having a dad in the house. It just was what it yeah. was. Um, for some other people, the dads walk out, which is super tough. Yeah. Um, so 
I wanted to encourage you to have male role models. I don't know that I was really good at, I mean, we have some close family friends who who have, you know, Mm -hmm. but they have their own lives and their own kids and things like that. There was no one specific person who stepped up and said, hey, I'm going to really be a male role model. But I feel like through my prayers, God guided your life into um, some, some godly male role models that you have looked up to. Absolutely. And I feel like I found a lot of them just at church, especially. Um, and my big thing that like I want to carry into whenever I move out is like open door policy. And that's like helped me a lot when I was struggling and like growing up and still like forming what I believe about the world. Um, just being able to be like, Hey, I'll be over in five minutes to anyone or like to someone that I really trust. Um, hmm. and then just be able to go like, whenever, um, anytime. Cause you never know when someone's going to be struggling. Um, and just be able to walk in and whether it's just like hang out or like do a Bible study or say whatever I need to, I don't know. Um, but that's huge. And I had, a, I had a few people where that's been their policy and it's affected me a lot and for the better. And yeah, it means a lot to me. Is there, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but is there anything you can say to the single mom? out there? Um, your biggest thing above your relationship with your kids is your relationship with God mm. and your authenticity will show so much more than you trying to fake anything. Um, so dive into that. It is a hard role and be present and be aware of that. But the joy and the rewards that come from it are so much more present because of that. Um, so stick with it and pray through it. There's going to be a lot of times when you probably feel like crying and like just feel burnt out. Um, and that's okay. Like just bring it to God, bring it all to God and don't be afraid to be real with your kids. Um, like you can sense whenever there's not another parent, my mom would always talk to me about like her finances or what she's going through. Um, which I, a lot of, I probably overshare, <laughs> but it's good. And it like, creates that bond and helps your kids kind of grow up, you know, Mm. and there's that shared experience, you know? Yeah, for sure. Josh, would you mind praying for the single moms and for their kids without a parent? Yeah, absolutely. Dear God, I just lift up, um, everyone lifting up, listening to this podcast right now. Um, but Lord, especially the single mother out there that's struggling. That's at the end of her wits. Um, God, I pray that you just comfort her. Lay your hand on her, Lord. Help her feel energized and seen, God. That's so big. Um, Lord, we know that you can redeem and heal and encourage, God, and we pray for all of those things. Um, Lord, we pray that you use your Holy Spirit within them to guide them, to love on their kids, to be able to figure out what it is that they need to do in life um, in order to benefit them, benefit their kids, uh, their family, and everyone else around them, Lord. Uh, God, Mm -hmm. I pray this all in your son's name. Amen. Amen. And we didn't mean to not talk about the single dad. You're included (laughs) in this as well, but mostly I think I have a female audience. So anyways, Josh, thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for being fun and who you are. And so proud of you. Of course. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) All right. Talk to you all next week.